Welcome to the Pseudobook Podcast. This is episode 003. I'm one of your hosts, Justin Edwards. And I'm the other host, Michael Edwards. And uh, with us today is a frequent filmmaker, collaborator, and friend, Kyle Soengen. Say hello. Hello, everyone. I'm glad you pronounced my last name correctly. Soengen. So many people don't. Soengen. Ah, yes, I've Soengen. heard it many Soengen. times. So, <laughs> um, Thanks for having me, guys. Real good. Thank you. Welcome to the Pseudobook Podcast Revival, Season 2. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, to get things started, we'd like you uh, just to introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? And uh, say hi to our listeners. And who's your daddy uh, and what does he do? Oh, hello. Oh, my. Hello, listeners. Um, what do I do? Well, well I'm Kyle. Uh, we covered that. I am a filmmaker. I actually went to school with Justin at AFI. We collaborated on a few short films, and I've just kind of been making things since, trying to tackle that elusive first feature. And uh, let's see, what else? Oh, yeah. Who, who's my father? Was that the other question? <laughs> I really love learning about people's dads. <laughs> my dad lives in Vegas. Well, he's he, got he's, a weird dad he does, journal. He, <laughs> he does auto body repair. I don't know if that's interesting. Is that a journal of weird dads or the journal itself is weird? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it could be both, right? Like, it, might need, it might need to be both. <laughs> Auto body bear. I knew he was in Vegas. I didn't know what he did, so that's interesting. All right. Well, I guess as interesting as auto body repair. Well, if you, you have go. anything, any well, trouble you know, with your car. Yeah, exactly. Actually, you know what? It is interesting because he does work on a lot of cool cars, and he's like a gearhead, so he has some cool cars as well. Um, he recently crashed his coolest car uh, on accident and felt really bad about it because he doesn't really do the internet. And someone had recorded it and put it on YouTube, and he, really? he he has more views than I've ever gotten on any film. Like his crash <laughs> of his Camaro has like fifty thousand views, Whoa. and uh, he was really upset because he doesn't understand how like comments on the internet work. Oh, no. And so like all these people were like, "Oh, what an idiot! Uh, some stupid kid with you know too much money. Their dad bought him some car, and he's you know my he's my dad, so he's not like some kid. He's had this car since he was fourteen. <laughs> you know, like oh, he's rebuilt it from the ground up." And, like, he got really upset and took all these internet comments personally. He just doesn't understand, like, the way the internet works. (laughs) It's just a mob of really mean people. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, but as far as uh, internet views go, he's a more successful filmmaker than I am. (laughs) So that's me and that's my dad. (laughs) And you invested zero dollars in that film. Yeah, Well, unless you count the car, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, man. You can't monetize that anyway. Uh, I'm going to go crash my car, but I'll make my money back on YouTube views. Yeah, yeah they turn he, ads he, on for that? Ad sharing? He, sh- he should, right? <laughs> Just demand. Although I guess he, he didn't post the video, so I don't know who would be cashing the checks. Uh, well, I think it's a, it's appropriate to talk about dads here and then. Um, that leads us into uh, kind of, Kyle, your background growing up, and we're just really interested in kind of like influences and where you came from. Uh, were you born in Washington? No. Well, I was born in Vegas. You were born in Vegas, one, okay. which is apparently a thing people freak out about. They're like, people are from there. Uh, but I grew up in Washington mostly. Okay. That's so, right. that's yeah. And that's kind of how I cut my teeth on filmmaking by just running around in the woods with a camera with a bunch of friends, mm-hmm. making like knockoff kung fu movies. Would you say kung fu movies was like what got you into wanting to be a filmmaker, or was it kind of just. I don't. You know what it. Well, it was a couple things. This is going to sound really nerdy. Gosh. Like, so, like, as far as storytelling goes, I think it was video games. Because I didn't really grow up watching a lot of movies. Like, making movies was just this thing I did for fun on the weekends with my friends because it was fun. Like, my friend had a Hi8 camera and a computer with, like, Premiere on it way back in the day. (laughs) And so... Making movies was just for fun, but, like, storytelling was something that I got through, like... RPGs back in the day, like these like hundred hour epic, you know, story driven things. Yeah, so Anyone really in nerdy. particular that jumps out for you or 
Oh, probably Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, you have to say the whole title when you mention that game. I mean, well, you know, depending on which version you're talking about. So, yeah, you have to. How many discs was that back then? I remember the huge right. case for Oh, those. I was like at least four or five. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, back oh, when God, games I were measured in discs. <laughs> yeah, I made it to disc two. You know. Discs, load times, all this sort of stuff. Make sure you do this before disc two because you can't go back. And... <laughs> yeah, right? Um, yeah, I think uh, I, I probably got really upset at the end of Lunar because it was over and like these characters were my friends and they were all gone now. <laughs> He's I like, know the feeling. I never played Lunar. I, uh, I'd say mine were... I, I feel like I played so much more Fantasy Stars than Final Fantasy even. Oh, man. Fantasy uh, Star 3 on the Genesis was like yeah. my, my that the jam. one with like all the generations and children? That, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd get so many different endings and want to see them all. And yeah. Gosh. But... Those games yeah, are so like, grindy, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, and the I story guess. wasn't very good. I'd say Final Fantasy is better with stories, but but the best thing about the, like the grindiest of grindiest old RPGs is emulators. You can just speed that stuff up. Yeah, I know, well, right? Now I can fly through. Yeah, and you can save whenever. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but yeah, I guess that's like what got me on storytelling but then yeah the filmmaking was like literally it was fun to run around in the woods with my friends making movies like stupid movies that i never thought would go anywhere and i didn't even know it was like a job you could have until a friend of mine got into film school and he was like oh hey you should look into this you know like you have fun doing it you're okay at it like maybe it's something you should consider um yeah so that's i guess that's kind of how i got my start did any of your friends go on to be filmmakers too or um a few of them did i mean not the ones that i grew up with in port angeles in washington uh a couple of them got into the industry but then they went back to the pacific northwest because like the la scene wasn't really their thing Mm -hmm. and they help out up there in like seattle now on smaller film shoots um i don't know if anyone from back home is really pursuing filmmaking anymore but i've since made a lot of friends at like undergrad and whatnot that are now out here in la and you know pursuing the dream Mm -hmm. all that like the rest of us was there any other did you go to so then you went to unlv is that where you went to school yeah yeah i moved back to vegas uh because my dad lived there bringing it back to dads okay uh (laughs) so yeah i remember being like really upset because it was like i got into u-dub and i was going to go to u-dub and I was going to study double major in Japanese and international relations. So, oh, like, boy. not film-related stuff at all. But I still really wanted to, like, do movies. And they had a film club there. So I was going to do that. And then, like, all my financial aid fell out. And so I ended up going to UNLV, which was kind of sort of like a backup plan. Oh, man. But it was sort of a blessing in disguise because I got to, like, hang out with my dad and live with my dad, who I hadn't really grown up with. Mm-hmm. And I met people that I still work with today on films. Um, okay. And did you want... Did you go there for film then, or did you switch to it? Or I was, what was it, like, I, I think it was double majoring in film and international business, and then I hated that all the people in the business college, and so I switched <laughs> to economics and film, oh, and then gosh. I dropped economics and just did film. So it was like this slow downfall into the arts. Yeah. <laughs> so did, did you think you felt, um, just talking about, like, going to film school and kind of, like, was that kind of the bulk of your film education as far as like discovering directors you loved and kind of took you to this I guess Uh, or would you say you kind of had your own sense of who you wanted to make films like and what genres what kind of I don't like I don't I think when I was younger I wasn't necessarily trying to emulate any directors I was probably definitely influenced by just like movies that I saw Mm -hmm. um Especially, like, I grew up watching a ton of Kurosawa films, so, like, all of our stuff... Like, we made an entire film that was basically, like, a Yojimbo ripoff when I was in <laughs> high school. Um, but I feel like I... Is that laying around anywhere? Do you still have it? That one is lost, but I have another one. I ah. have a half-hour epic that's entirely in Japanese uh, <laughs> called Crim- Crimson Water on both DVD and VHS. Really? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we can we can watch that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> be but uh, <laughs> so yeah, I don't serious. Know. <laughs> yeah, right. Crimson water. Crimson water. I think it was about someone trying to like 
poison some town's water supply. It wasn't then... about blood being in the water. <laughs> no. <laughs> they were going poi- to poison some town's water supply and then take over like the world Kefka after that. Like Final Fantasy 3. <laughs> yeah. I mean 6. <laughs> um, but... I don't. It was weird. Like going into undergrad, I feel like I didn't really even know a lot of directors, mm-hmm. and that was really weird because all the people I went to school with did. No, they all um, pretended to. Yeah. Right, there were, like, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, that's film school. And like, oh, Coppola, Scorsese, blah 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 blah. Well, that's the joke from my English days. It was like you never say you haven't read something; you just haven't read it recently. And so I, I guess there's a film equivalent. <laughs> yeah, I've seen all of Kubrick. Sure. That was yeah. always mine. I didn't see any Kubrick ever, and I always said I did. And I was just like, yeah, oh, yeah, 2001, yeah, whatever, it's great. Yeah, right? Like, that's the filmmaker. I'm supposed to say that, right? I'm a filmmaker now. <laughs> yeah. I make films. Super guilty. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think undergrad was still just, like, trying to make movies with my friends was the big thing. And it wasn't until grad school that I think I started really paying attention to other filmmakers and sort of like their bodies of work and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's really weird. I probably should have paid more attention in undergrad, but uh, it was just more about going and making stuff all the time for me. Yeah. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what, was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's pretty weird. Let's, let's throw that away. Just, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just curious, like, about other film programs, too. I mean, I I went to three different programs in my undergrad slash grad, and I've worked at a university that had a program that I kind of got involved in a little bit, and then I'm actually looking to teach in a program if I can I've been applying all around like every year Um, I actually had some interviews this year so I'm like making progress but um, I'm just curious like what kind of program UNLV had and like is it discipline based is just general film production do they have any job openings for Justin do they have any job openings (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think okay this may seem really weird but I think I mean, obviously, I haven't gone to all the undergrad programs, but I think that UNLV has one of the best film programs out there, and people don't know about it. Huh. Um, it is one of those things, like, you get out of it what you put into it, because they have a pretty, like, they have a hefty amount of film students, but I would say only a small handful actually make movies there. Like, when I went, I feel like there were maybe only 20 of us that were actively making stuff, mm-hmm. but some of the courses there are amazing. Like... I think the most valuable film course I've ever taken was this thing we had called Advanced Digital Directing, where we basically had, like, 20 to 30 theater students and, like, 20 film students, and we were all thrown in a class together and given real scripts, and every single week we'd go out and shoot a scene from that script and bring it in the next week and just rip it to shreds, and we had four different teachers, two of which were actors and two were directors, and so it was just this constant discussion and it was all about working with actors and whatnot. And I think I took that course like four Gosh. different times, and then I TA'd it one time. And um, I don't know. It's it's like if you want it, the resources are there to work on stuff and make stuff, and you know, kind of find a voice of of your own and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot there. I thought it was a ton of fun and really helpful. And uh, did you make anything there that did anything? Did you go to festivals? Was there like student film um, awards or? I had, yeah we I had a couple short films that did local festivals like Cine Vegas when it was still around, which was an awesome festival. And unfortunately, the money for that festival fell out from underneath. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, nothing that went on to like major festivals. Um, but. Uh, I don't know. It was it was a lot of fun. I liked it. And it, who, how'd you end up going to AFI then? Who kind of said, hey, you should do that? Oh, geez. Uh, that was the head of the film department at UNLV. Okay. Like, and insisted that I apply. Because, um, I mean, UNLV is actually a huge feeder school in, to AFI, um, but they'd never had a director at AFI. And so I was actually the first <laughs> UNLV director to or UNLV student to get into the directing program at AFI and then graduate. Hey, um, good job. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> they have, uh, a, like, a plaque of you and your photo hanging in the hallway. <laughs> for attending no. another school. <laughs> for attending, yeah, right? Congratulations for uh, spending too much money on a graduate program. No. <laughs> yeah, who's next? Who wants to uh, be in this hallway? I don't know. I mean, it was fun. I, I pr- 
probably wouldn't have applied had I not been pushed so much. Because um, huh. at the time, it was I kind of wanted to stick around and make movies with my friends still. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, maybe should have. <laughs> maybe I should have. <laughs> no, well, I see, the nice thing is, is like the majority of my friends that I made movies with have now mo- either moved to LA because they went to AFI or they got into another grad program. So I have a friend at UCLA right now, and then another friend that went to UNLV that graduated the same year I did from AFI, and so like um, it all kind of worked out. Yeah, I don't know if I would be in LA making movies if I didn't go to AFI. You think you'd be in Vegas making movies? Making movies and still working at the Apple Store. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you can do that after AFI, too. Oh, jeez. God, <laughs> Which no. Which I, I, I did, so. I, I feel like I've been lucky so far in that, like, I haven't had to get, like, a, a real <coughs> job to support myself so far. Like, filmmaking has been working out, but, uh... Yeah, you, we'll, seem, to we'll make, see. you seem to make ends meet here, and we can, uh... Get into that a little, little bit. Um, first, we'll I wanted, get into it. <laughs> first, I wanted to kind of <laughs> ask you about just kind of uh, anecdotally, if you remember first time you met me or saw me at AFI, and kind of. Oh, like, I I remember my the first time that I. Well, it wasn't the first time we met, but I remember the first time I was made aware of you at AFI, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and yeah. it had nothing to do with film. It was like so. It was like one of those first days when everyone, you know, every student's there in the screening room introducing themselves, and you said that, uh, like, you introduced yourself. And the one thing that I remember was you said, "Well, and if you, anyone wants to, like, you know, like make an indie band or something like that, I'm down with that too." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was what I remember. That was like my introduction was like three sentences, and then and I want to start an indie band, and nobody ever responded. So yeah, I don't know why I didn't respond. I, I still had a drum kit and like guitars at the time which i've now since sold but <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, yeah i should i should i should have responded <laughs> to that but that, i guess that was my first impression uh <laughs> of you it's like oh there's the guy that wants to you know start an indie band i want to rock out too no I, t- yeah. I still miss it i still want to start an la band somehow okay i have been like i want a new drum kit so bad and i actually recently came across an opportunity where someone was like hey if you start practicing again like i'm looking for someone to join my live show and i was like oh i'll do it i will find a new kit just so i can like go play shows with you it'd be so much fun but <laughs> that's um, fun all right yeah, well that's good what, do you remember i did uh, i actually was your sound mixer for your first film at afi were you I was. I think I was so traumatized by how like horrible the movie was that I just <laughs> struck it all. Basically, I, I basically have struck my first two short films at AFI out of my mind, and then the third one, which we collaborated on together, was like the one that stands out as like, oh hey, I had a lot of fun doing this. <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember it was like we were in some house in the valley, and it was about a kid trying to lose his virginity at a party. Yeah, um, at a swingers party. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, what's her name was in it? Who was then in Bonsai? Lauren. Uh, Lauren. Yeah. Lauren DeLong. <laughs> what's her name? Hi, Lauren. If you listen. Um, <laughs> I see her all the time now. There's a Starbucks that I stop at, and she's there like every Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how old she is. She won't tell me. <laughs> she's like perpetually like 22. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you mentioned Bonsai, and uh, I still remember that meeting. That was funny because uh, our uh, writer Joe Aaron and I uh, <laughs> knew that we wanted to do this movie about rebooting Buckaroo Bonsai, and uh, <laughs> we talked about this last week because Leslie was on and he was our production designer. But I remember we oh, yeah. had. Joe and I had these closed door meetings with like all these like maybe five different directors at AFI, and we're like, we have a very secret project, and we want to do this. And are you interested? It's sci-fi, and we don't have much money. And uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know if you you remember that meeting either. <laughs> I remember you two approaching me and I having no idea what Buckaroo Banzai was because <laughs> yeah. I had not seen the movie. Um, and you were I don't like, know what. Yeah, we're like, go watch. Why go. did you guys decide I was a good idea? <laughs> um, I I know that I I liked your second movie, and you had a nice sci-fi element to it. And can you just um, describe it for people who don't know about it? Yeah, oh, wait, the, I don't remember, the, Kyle. You the timeshare? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. 
Was time a, chair. Yeah, it was a guy who had like a time traveling chair who accidentally got stuck because basically like he crash landed in some prehistoric time and then got into a fight with a cave girl. Yeah. <laughs> it was bizarre. Yeah. Well, it's a short film, you know. Do what you can. <laughs> Tell a little story. Um, yeah, but it was cool, and you had like special effects and everything, and like it was like, hey, with Bonds, I should have some of those that kind of stuff too. Um, and and also because you were making genre movies, like that was one thing that I was you know frustrated about it. If I was like, uh, it seemed like everybody's making these like tiny little dramas, always like about a there's a like a soldier comes home from war and he's having trouble or there's homeless people and drug problems or dads <laughs> are beating their kids it's just like everything's drama 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 and super serious i'm like man why are anybody making any fun movies <laughs> and your first movie was a comedy and your second movie was kind of like this sci-fi thing and like time travel so i was like that's a good fit i think um, you were one of the few who were making genre movies there. You were like someone who makes bad comedies and bad sci-fi. It's right with Buck Rubanzai. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but so like I, a, I think a I spark remember of something besides gloom and <laughs> yeah, uh, dreadful student film weight that we carry around for some reason. Plinky uh, piano music in the background. Yeah. Lots of lots of shallow focus. Taking uh, ourselves so seriously. No offense to any of our fellow filmmakers, by no, the way. I love no, all of you. <laughs> no offense to them, because you should make more fun movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mind saying that. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a bizarre short to make, but it was a ton of fun. Like, I had more fun on that movie than almost anything I've ever made. And I think, like, a lot of it was because of the people involved, but just because, like, it was fun, you know? It was super fun, and it was all, like, night shoots and stuff still, and despite that, I think we uh, we kind of had, like, an all-star team together. I loved the costumes, and I remember, uh, gosh, getting that location was a nightmare, but... Uh, oh, it was totally worth it. That made the movie. Yeah. Um, I hope... Anyone that's listening to this has no idea what we're talking yeah. about. So they're probably like, "What is this? This is so boring. What is this movie they're talking about? I haven't seen it." <laughs> it's our movie bonsai, which we already linked to last week. We can you can link it again this week if you want. If people still are curious, oh jeez. Um, we tried to reboot Buckaroo Bonsai and with high school students, and um, it was a lot of fun. So you should check it out. But uh, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle was our director, and it was—I uh, think it was—it wasn't a hit, but it was just like a blast, and people had fun, and like people who watched it were like, "Hey, that was a lot of fun too." And we kind of I think we came away from that experience with like really good vibes. Finally, we felt like we made a good movie at AFI. Yeah, and, and like it was like trying to ride that high into the thesis <laughs> process, and, and then. <laughs> Oh, God. And then that happened. <laughs> what happened, Kyle? Our thesis film. I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about it. I like back and forth all the time, you know? How would you sum up that experience? Um, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. What year rem- did that happen? I can't even remember how long ago. It was 2011? I uh, think we so. shot it 2010. It was like... Four four Summer. years ago, guys. Okay, so that's because yeah. I remember like Justin. Four you flew, years. You flew back to Ohio. Like we gotta write like a song for this thing, and that's why I have some Ohio memory. But I'm like, could it be that long ago? Because I've been in Denver for like four years. Oh but, man. Yes. Oh yeah. We wrote "Come Back to Me" that summer in like an hour, <laughs> and then turned around and said, "All right, this is the movie song." Uh, write write a script around it's it. the exact metronome we're gonna shoot to before the real song's done. Oh jeez. Yeah. Wait, you wait. I, I'm more interested to hear your impression of like how that went because uh, it was equal parts fun and, and frustration for me. <laughs> I think so too. I think. Uh, I mean, I remember it was just like super exciting to think that. AFI has this like green light process where like every student in school gives these scripts so like and then the faculty goes through them and decides which ones they're going to make in the second year and you kind of feel this intense pressure to like I got to get one of my scripts in there or else I'm going to be stuck working on someone else's movie while I spend right. another $100,000 on else's sad school. drama with rain and relationships <laughs> exactly um, and somehow my script about some kid who learns guitar because he got dumped 
got the green light and I was like, hey, all right, I, like we're going to actually go make something, I guess. Um, and, I, you know, we got Kyle to do it and our, our DP from Bonsai as well. And Paul. Let, yeah, Paul. And, Unrike, uh, or whatever was his last name. That's right. <laughs> and Tal- Leslie came along for the ride again too, so it was kind of like repeating the Bonsai team, but just making a completely different script, a completely yeah. different tone, and like it was just like I don't know, it was just kind of like seeing what else we could do is working together, and um, I don't know, I felt like we rewrote that script about thirty times, trying yeah. to just kind of like find something that you know would execute well in that short film format. I think the original script was like more like out there, a little more French New Wave ripoff. Like it wasn't even trying to like have some plot to it. It was just like let a guy wander around learning guitar, and then the movie's yeah. over. So, um, but then yeah, I think that was kind of like the first like trial was like getting a script together that like you wanted to tell a short story and like make yeah. it work well. And um, I felt so overshadowed, like. The entire time I felt such frustration with the idea of like raising money for this short and I felt like that overshadowed the process of being creative for me and sort yeah. of like really finding what the story was and working on it and getting it right and so it felt like okay we got to like make our budget but that that was what like occupied like 90% of my brain it felt like I feel like that's Which where that the frustration sucks because like a director shouldn't be worrying about the money as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was one of the uh, just the caveats is you have to raise your own money beyond AFI want, like gives you some money for a thesis film, but not enough to go actually go make something with it. At least yeah. the, and on the, in the way that they kind of teach you to make films. But they do like to own the results, right? <laughs> yeah, true. One hundred percent, even though they give you whatever um so that it was like yeah that was going on yeah you'd have to like raise this money go ask everyone in your world you know get some money together um also there's a deadline like you will be shooting this in like 10 weeks from now so you better have a script together because you got to get a crew and everything and cast it so like there's like it's super fast so much pressure and so then like the script it's locked even if it's not ready so you just like go and then you run with it and then um, yeah which is like it's it's interesting because i think there were a lot of really wonderful lessons taken from making that film um but like being in the thick of it definitely made it difficult i think to make like a film that either we wanted to make or you know even something that's like a like a really good quality film mm-hmm. because there's so many of these like obstacles that are thrown your way and mm-hmm. it's kind of the point i mean you're at school so it's a bit of the point but everyone has these you know dreams of making like the next great short film that you know gets them like a feature and repped and all that and whatnot and i think that's the same pressure that i'm talking about with how seriously you take it too that's what i felt going to if i was like this is my one shot and <laughs> I got a, a greenlit movie. Like, this is going to be one of my movies. This is do or die. This has to be the best mm-hmm. thing ever or else I'm not going to have a film career. Yeah, right? And Which is not, not the truth at all. No, and everybody <laughs> there is putting that same pressure on. Even now, get some AFI people to listen to this and they'll be like, yep, that's what I feel like. It's do, this this, <laughs> yeah. or else I'm going to die. Yeah. Um, and it's not true at all. And, like, we're so serious and so much pressure and stress that, like, in the end... It's not going to matter. Yeah, it seems like not everyone thrives under that kind of pressure. <laughs> no. Yeah, and it's crazy, because even the people that had, like, ridiculously successful shorts, you know, uh, like, they're doing well for themselves, but they haven't, you know, it's not like they, like, skyrocketed their career. It's like, welcome to a world where there are millions of good shorts. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 like, the people that I know that went to school before us that have had really successful careers, some of them, like had some of either the worst thesis films or didn't even really do one. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, like, like they just sort of, like, graduated and then said, well, I'm going to go do my own thing. And, you know. But, I don't know, I don't want it to sound like I'm, you know, like, bashing the school or anything like that because I 100% am so happy and glad that I went there because I don't think that I'd be able to make stuff now the way that I do had I not gone there and I don't feel like I'd be able to like tackle taking on a feature and had I not gone there absolutely yeah um so there's like 
as far as learning goes, I think it was 100% worth it, you know? Yeah, um, and I think that's all they're setting out to do, but I think for some reason the students put the pressure on themselves, like, this is my career, this movie, and it's just so dumb now, looking back. I wish I could have told myself, like, relax, Justin, this doesn't actually matter that much. Yeah. Um, and that I probably would have done a better job, too. So. <laughs> um, but anyway... But um, so that was that experience. So that was come back to me our AFI thesis film, which uh, actually did go on to Michael. You had some experience with this film as well. You did the soundtrack for us. Yeah, me and uh, my friend and musical companion um, Andres Diaz uh, did the soundtrack for that. And a lot of apartment recording, no studio. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I sent this thing off to, it's the College Television Awards. It's so strange they have a television title. It's Don't call it the College Emmys. Yeah, it's not the Emmy Award. But uh, I still I still call it the Student Emmys. Yeah, it's the Student Emmys. Like, just let it be that. But uh, they gave us an award for Best Use of Music, which was, like, Woo-hoo! pretty awesome. And, like, got to celebrate that, like... No matter what you think of the film, it does have a pretty great use of music, and the songs are really nice. Mm-hmm. It gets stuck in your head. I um, heard people around campus like whistling the song, like the theme song <laughs> from that movie. Yeah, well, yeah, because we blasted it from the hilltops for like four hours straight. I know, right? <laughs> you, have to, you have to link to the song too, right? Like you can link that. Up. Yeah, I don't even know if we have it online, but we'll make it happen. Yeah, we could put it up there. Uh, but so it's kind of nice to like come away from it with like you know hey we get, we're like an award we're gonna say we're an award winning film now <laughs> even if it's just for like what Mike and Andres did for us it's like hey it's still our movie and we won this award and we're proud of that part of it it just and, it, it goes no from award like, without the movie yeah. yeah it goes from like we won a college television award to we won a student Emmy to we won an Emmy <laughs> <laughs> exactly don't go watch it or anything but. <laughs> just know that <laughs> exactly um but uh, so at the time it was the very 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 cheapest afi thesis until kyle came back around and you made another one i made a second movie for less money <laughs> you did. <laughs> which I, in in that one uh that one i wrote and directed um even though I don't really have any sort of like desire to be a writer director at all, it was just sort of it was written by me out of necessity, and um, <laughs> yeah, that was the like the cheapest movie made that year. Um, but I'm really happy with how it turned out, and I've I actually think got a good. lot of people that have like yeah, a lot of people have told me like oh, I really like that. And like so, describe it. What's it about? Uh, it's about this young fellow who's sort of like a wannabe rapper and sort of takes some really bad turns in trying to get some cash to enter this talent competition thing and things go from bad to worse when he ends up like holding up the uh gas station that his brother works at and uh yeah all goes downhill from there it's a it's it's uplifting (laughs) (laughs) but um no i had i had a lot of fun on that movie too and you know it was uh it was just fun i feel like i like i made a lot of great relationships on that movie with people that I'll continue working with and um, I've since you know actually have worked with on a few projects and um, yeah it, it it did all right it uh, it premiered at the Edinburgh International Film Festival which is a pretty big festival and then it didn't do too many other festivals <laughs> okay Hi, yeah I'm curious about that we're kind of doing the festival thing now it's kind of my first go around what uh, was your experience with that how many did you send it to etc it's it's frustrating because you don't know like you don't know who's watching your film you know like if you're doing like if you're doing a feature and you're submitting to bigger festivals and you have the budget you know you have a publicist working for you or with you to sort of hype your movie a bit beforehand to get it into the right hands or make sure it gets watched but I feel like it's so hard as just like straight up independent to get your movie in front of people and like it's so subjective you don't know like the per- the person that's watching your movie like did they break up with their girlfriend or boyfriend that you know the day before <laughs> do you is your movie happen to remind them of that and so they're like oh fuck this i don't know exactly. but um it's so it's so weird because Crash. yeah because like you can get into these amazing festivals and like everyone loves it and then you know you can just get totally turned down like e- even some of the 
shorts I know of that did really, really well on the festival circuit. Like, they get into a bunch of these festivals. It's like, wow, it's amazing. And they get turned down by other ones. It's like, I have no idea why they didn't take it. But with shorts, it's tough because a lot of it even comes down to just programming. Like, will your short fit within this theme and time limit? <laughs> yeah. There's no predicting that. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I think just keep making stuff, put it out there, and uh, hopefully it finds an audience, you know? Mm-hmm. But... Um, good. And since then, uh, what have you been up to then? So you made, you sent Younger Money around and then, um, I don't know. It's that, that lives, uh, on the internet right now. I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing that. I don't think I'm allowed to, but you know, (laughs) technically I don't own it, but it's on there. Um, I've been shooting a lot of spec work lately, uh, for commercial stuff, a lot of grant based stuff and trying to get repped as a commercial director has been sort of my next immediate goal, and then I'm developing a feature. I have a an actor attached to a non-existent script right now, so that's a little weird. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm allowed to like say who or not, so it's still kind of like under. Yeah, no, I know, I know you guys know, but I don't know if I'm allowed to like put it out there into the world. So no, I have a question. So I remember Justin showing me that you, you did some commercial with the cast of Detective, Detective, Detective. Oh yeah, Campbell Soup. Yeah, oh, yeah. Campbell Soup. I can't Campbell remember what happened, but it was very heartwarming. I think they were all. They like, were just said something about dads, of course. Yeah, see, bring it back to dads. Uh, <laughs> no, it was just like it was like this commercial about these three brothers that are going on like their annual camping trip, and their car breaks down, and they're all fighting and everything, and then they share some Campbell Soup on you know some Vista, uh, and they talk about the first time that their dad brought them up there. <laughs> Who is dead? We don't say we don't say that in the commercial. <laughs> He's in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, That's like the Hitchcock ending. <laughs> yeah, remember when Dad brought us up here? Good thing we're about to bury. No. Um, yeah, it was even weirder it was like, if he's oh. still there with them and they're talking about his favorite soup. Really <laughs> sentimental. Remember when he made us tomato soup? Hey guys. Um, <laughs> No, um, it was great though because it's like you know, it's like we spend x number of weeks up in Alaska working on Justin's movie, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, these guys know how to play Three Brothers. They've been doing it for the last you know month. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know. Dude, they're really great at it. Oh, they're great. They're so much fun to hang out with too. Yeah, super great. Um, and so that's part. Of, was that part of a Mo Film thing too? Uh, that was, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about MoFilm. What is that to, uh, the uneducated listener? Oh, I can't let all my secrets out. No. Oh, no. Um, it's this weird thing that's been happening, like this, like, crowdsourced <laughs> advertising thing, and I don't know who's taking advantage of who, but basically brands are <laughs> of going... you. Yeah, basically, right? Uh, brands will front X amount of dollars, uh, to basically grant multiple filmmakers to shoot spots for them um and they're getting them on the cheap believe me uh but they're kind of getting like a pick of a bunch of different spots hoping that one or two hit and that they get something good so it's kind of a way for them to spend not too much money and get a lot of content but there's no guarantee that content's going to be any good because you don't know who's filming it (laughs) um but it's been a way for me to make a lot of stuff you know work on my commercial reel and um, I don't know, just work with a lot of really great people. So um, yeah, it's been it's been fun, and that's what I've been doing. And so I've been trying to make the jump from that to. So was there also one a car related one you guys did with this, or is that something else? Am I vague I enough? I helped I'm you with the uh, <laughs> on the Chevy Volt one. I helped you on. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was the first one that I ever did. Um, oh that one yeah. Was fun. I heard the the thing I remember about that most was getting a Chevy Volt stuck on a mountain and not <laughs> well, being able to get it that? back down. Was that like the support group on electric yeah, cars? It was, like, it, was like, it was like AA for people that were afraid of batteries dying. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. It was pretty I good. I too, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, yeah, I had to try to describe that to somebody last week and just, like, what is, like... Somebody was like, they're not in L.A., and they're like, what is it like trying to do stuff in L.A. now? And I'm like, it's weird. There's companies now, like, crowdsource their creative talent now. Yeah. Like, like it's such a strange, like, new, like, the industry is so bizarre right now. And, like, 
I don't know. It feels very weird to kind of like turn around and see like, okay, Coke is going to hire like 15 directors to make something. And then if they get a good commercial out of it, they're happy and they'll put it on the web or whatever. And if not, they didn't spend too much anyways that they're used to spending with their million dollars. So do you think they're just trying to hedge their bets and have lots of options like that? Obviously seems part of it, but is it also like they want to put pressure on traditional ad agencies to be like, you cost millions of dollars. Are you really worth it? (laughs) Yeah, to an extent, you know, it's, it's that, um, cause like they see an opportunity, right? Um, but on the same hand, they're also bankrolling my commercial reel right now. So it's sort of, I don't know. Symbiotic. A bit, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> I mean, the second that I have the chance to be on a roster somewhere and get paid legitimately, like, you know. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, um, but I have gotten some le- like legitimate work out of it, too, because even MoFilm does like their pro projects where they come to you and say, hey, we've got a bigger budget and we want you to do this, and it's just you working on it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's happened, too. Yeah. Was uh, some of these PlayStation ones part of that? Because you've done, like, three or so. What, how many PlayStation things have you done? Uh, I've done three, yeah. The yeah. most recent one. None of them were pro projects. They were all... Oh, okay. I, the PlayStation ones are my favorite ones, just because, like, you could do crazy stuff. Are these visible? Can we link to them? Yeah, I can send you a link to them. Um, my favorite one was the most recent one we did for the Infamous game that came out, like, last month or two months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, that one was a ton of fun, and I think it's one of the better things that I've done. And I actually worked with the actor that did Young Money with me on that. And, uh, oh, that's right. I, okay, that's I was like trying to put all again because yeah, I knew I'd seen him before. Yeah, yeah. that game's set in Seattle, I think, isn't it? Something like it that. is. And mm. my v, the VFX company that I worked with on that one is based in Seattle. So I don't know if that matters, <laughs> but <laughs> Seattle Landia. I know, but uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, well, I guess, like, uh, just to kind of get into maybe a little process stuff, like, how do you like to work? How do you, like, if you did, like, for instance, if you had a spot you were going to do for Mo Film, what's kind of your process from start to finish? Like, how do you get out and get your initial ideas? And do you storyboard? Do you, like, how do you do it? Well, that's, the, I mean, the thing that's sort of unique about these crowdsource things is... Like, you're going from idea to finished product, whereas, like, if you're doing real commercials, you know, you're a hired gun, because usually the agency uh, and brand are coming up with the idea beforehand, you know, and you're just coming in to direct it, but on this one, you have to dream up the idea and everything, and that's the hardest part. Okay, so it's more creative, definitely. Yeah, because, like, coming up with, like, a story in 30 seconds or a minute is really hard to do, and, you know, like, getting across an emotion that hit someone is something that's really hard to do um, in that amount of time and um, for me it's the most difficult part I have friends that can just like dream up ideas all day and that's just not me but the execution is the fun part for me um, but I don't know for like in the idea process a lot of that is uh, like sourcing images and a lot of music and just sort of taking a lot of walks and yeah, you know, trying to get like an image. Like if I if I can get one image or idea in my head that the whole thing revolves around, then that's sort of the jumping off point for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, then like the execution is the fun part. Um, but uh, it's it's usually like, can I find an image that feels like it will elicit a certain emotion or work with that? And that's sort of where I go. And lately, I've been trying to do a lot of stuff that's a little bit more. Um, sort of out of this world like the infamous thing that i did is you know has a lot of like sci-fi fantasy element stuff to it and Mm -hmm. so i try to do that stuff just because i think it's fun Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't know and so if you have let's say you you kind of write your own spot then how do you like take that from script to production like you you're producing this mostly yourself you get people together yeah, pretty much. It's mostly self-produced. There have been a few projects where I've brought people on to help out with that, but it's mostly self-produced. I mean, I mean, it's m- primarily because the budgets just don't really afford to bring on, you know, a whole mess of people. But, um, you know, I'm working with a lot of friends from AFI that are, you know, ridiculously talented and willing to work for less than what they deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because it's fun to work together and you know we hope that we all kind of come up together and the idea too is you know as we get bigger projects and everything that we'll continue working with each other um and so yeah it's it's it kind of comes back to that just like making movies with your friends thing too that you know like i was doing when i was younger in washington um because everyone that i bring on board are they're all friends of mine and you know it's like hey there's this thing we've got a bit of money for it let's go do it and uh yeah it's fun it gets a little frustrating at times when you're you have such a limited budget but i think that's you know that's always going to be there no matter what yeah no i think it's absolutely key just in finding that how do you function with such a low budget and it's it's all about finding the right people to kind of back you and you know <laughs> take that sacrifice with you you know about uh, that it feels you feel so guilty about it um but not oh, as guilty as if i wasn't paying them um <laughs> i just always insist on paying everybody if they're gonna sit around for a day working on something i made up oh, um, I didn't but, know there uh, was so so much guilt associated with uh, your movie. <laughs> well, I don't get the other mindset of, like, you're my friend, so you'll work for free, right? It's like, why would you do that to your friends? Yeah, yeah right? That's the worst. Um, to people who have done that to me, you're the worst. <laughs> don't do that. Give me, Throw me something, because um, I would throw you something if I had it. Just an acknowledgement. Um, okay, I think I, I think I paid, I paid you the last time we worked. You together. totally do. No, that's <laughs> like I'll work with you. Like, I'll work with you anytime. <laughs> um, but no, I mean it's it's just kind of that general like respect and like I understand you gave up a day for me and you're worthy of like you know compensation for it. You could have been doing something else and getting paid a lot more. Um, but and and I've run into that too. Kind of doing. I'm in kind of a weird freelance editor place right now and like i've done a couple of shows where it's like really nice and appreciation money i did a contract with pepperdine which is really cool um and then there's other people where it's like is it worth it to me to take such a little money or maybe i could find something else that day and like hopefully make a little more um just make, it gives you pause and that's kind of like the state of the low 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 budget trying to make it in hollywood <laughs> thing we're in right now oh man um, it's frustrating it's, it's so hard and it just, just seems never ending so podcast <laughs> this makes us sound like a bunch of like <laughs> poor low lives trying to make it blaming your shape. tools and your means <laughs> <laughs> no, no i made I'm a movie <laughs> no i feel i honestly feel really fortunate because i live in los angeles i make most of my income through filmmaking primarily I don't have a regular job where it's like nine to five and I still get to make fun, cool stuff. And like, I feel like that's great. And anything else is icing on the cake, you know? Mm. Um, it's good for now. It's good for now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know how many years I will continue to say that it's good for now. Well, you're married now. So you've got, you know, like <coughs> family. I have thoughts. <laughs> yeah. People um, don't think before they're married. <laughs> responsibilities, all that. I don't know what that's about. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. well, um, um, so, uh, yeah. what's what's next for you now? Like, what are you currently prepping? Officially, anything or uh, two things right now? Officially, mm-hmm. I guess um, I'm prepping a small project for Chevy that I got a grant for recently, so that's cool. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, for the World Cup spot thing. Oh, nice. Uh, I, met some, I had some friends who just said, hey, we're, I'm going to the World Cup, and I couldn't believe they just said that to me. Oh, man. It seems like an insane thing to do. I'd love to do it. Like, I don't really follow soccer or, well, football. Uh, <laughs> but, like, the fact that the World Cup is only, what, every four years or something like that um, makes it seem like a hell of, event to, of an event to go to. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. But, um yeah, so I'm doing that right now, and then this feature project, uh, which I had an awesome meeting about today. Um, yeah? Yeah. So, good things happening there. Do you have any uh, idea on a script for that? Like, uh, story? It's, what do you want to tell? It's, it's slowly coming together. Uh, right now, it's a lot of, like, settings and characters, and so the thread that's going to weave it all together is the part that's that's coming together right now. So, uh, okay. Cool. it sounds like we have a... A writer on board 
that's going to be helping out with it a lot. So before it was just sort of me and this actor, you know, sort of writing a lot of notes um, and whatnot. And so now we have someone who's coming on board as a like dedicated screenwriter, which is great. And then, wow, uh, cool. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to shop that around soon and, you know, see what happens. Right on. And just uh, make it, no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. You you need to go make something. Um, I know what I I saw a couple of my friends go make a movie, and it just that's what made me go make Detective. Was like, ah, I don't like watching other people going to do it. I want to go do it now. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, um, so yeah, d- I don't know. It's like it's like it's what you have to do, right? Like it's like pulling teeth to get it done. But yeah. like, what else is there? got to do it you just do it nobody's gonna come and give you the million dollars that's all i gotta say uh well anyways uh is there anywhere uh like home site online we can find you have you officially launched your website i think i knew you were working on it i do have a website it's kyle which is horrible because no one can spell or pronounce my last name <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you can put a link to that, I guess. You know, sure, and they can kind of see your stuff there then. And uh, yeah. Twitter, Facebook, like what else? Or probably not Facebook. Oh, yeah, but. yeah. I'm just uh, at Kyle Sonjin. So again, there's <laughs> a right. difficult last name. Well, that's fine. I'm, we'll get I'm it. Counting, I'm counting on you guys to spell my last name correctly here. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen, but I'll retweet you if you post the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a oh, click, man. and I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't have to worry about spelling. But... Uh, so are you guys are you guys all like detective talked out and whatnot? Um, Not at all. No, you got anything you want to talk about it with? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, do all of your listeners are probably dying to know that we worked on it together? Yes, Kyle. That was a fun. Did, e- he came to Alaska with us. It was a fun experience. It was a nice cameo. Yeah, he um, does have the answer. Guy coming out of bathroom. <laughs> Uh, frustrated guy coming out of bathroom. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I don't know. That's it was like such a the bizarre... MacGuffin of the movie. Why is he yeah. so upset? <laughs> um, I don't know. It was such a bizarre experience, but I like wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was crazy. It was like you know, basically the most minimal crew you could have stuck in the middle of the woods making a movie. <laughs> Yeah, and it was great. It was great. I love, I love how it turned out. And uh, gosh, you must have done about like nineteen different jobs running around <laughs> every day. I know. Maybe. I think there's some good, some good pictures of me just sitting in the rain, looking smug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I don't know if you just threw this in Dropbox or something, Justin. But there's some video of like I think it's Kyle and Leslie just sitting <laughs> and just yeah. looking miserable, and you're just That's filming the them, best. and they're like, "What are you doing?" Oh God! Please send that to me. <laughs> yeah, I need to post that again. It's uh, yeah. It was we were waiting for the rain, and it was the funniest. Like the water was coming up the lake, just lapping the shore, and you were standing there <laughs> for like eight minutes straight, not even moving. Just <laughs> and Leslie says something, doesn't he? Just some crack. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you filming us? <laughs> Oh, that sounds like Leslie. That sounds like him. He's a bully. Dumbass. Uh it was so much fun though. Like it was crazy, but it was so much fun. I don't know. Like um you weren't there the night were you that like No way the entire cast went crazy and I was trying to sleep and they broke into my room screaming like singing red red wine or something like that and <laughs> and threw a bunch of empty beer cans. Like the slow like reggae red red wine. Yeah. Yeah. Red wine. Yeah. Um yeah, they came in, in a conga line as I was trying to sleep <laughs> on a cot upstairs. And then Henry who was not drunk. He was the only sober one, apparently. This is how we make this movies. Everyone, everyone gets drunk in Alaska. Um, <laughs> like, came in with a bunch of empty beer cans and threw them at me, but one of them was halfway full. <laughs> and I was I the like, one trying to sleep. Henry's like, I'm not drunk, but I will throw stuff, too. Like, <laughs> he was the most crazy, and he was so the Some, like, runaway least... skid of theirs that had no audience. Oh, God. It, it just, like, went got worse and worse that night. Like... Matthew went crazy and ran outside and like the axe disappeared and we were all sure we were going to die <laughs> that night. The gun kept showing up in different places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a fake gun. 
Just yeah, because I would I would uh, go stay at Mary's every night to like try to get some rest, and then I would come back every morning and go like, "What happened last night? This time?" <laughs> oh no! It's like you left the cat at home for too many weeks and it started tearing things up. <laughs> exactly. I left for six hours. What'd you do? Yeah, right. Come back. The place is destroyed. Uh, it was fun though. I don't. So that's something I can say about the movie I'm working on. It's also set in Alaska. Oh, good. Okay, I remember it was like maybe an idea that you might do something up there. Yeah, so maybe we can all go back to Alaska. <laughs> Same camp. Totally go up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I, I would invite you along to come and you know hang out and do something and uh, put me to work. I'd love to go back to Alaska. Maybe yeah. we can all live in a cabin together again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, with our parents this time. Yeah, I think maybe that's, that. that that's where all the stories came from is that we had to all live together which was like you know you don't get the stories on other movie sets because you don't live with the crew but here all right i feel like it's the way to do it it's like the like, olive didn't, garden didn't he, set yeah <laughs> i mean didn't it, like isn't there a story that like when they were shooting uh drive like gosling and what's her name like and the director all lived together in a house for a while or something while they were shooting the movie. Did they? I, I think know. I think that's a thing. Maybe maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe some internet person will correct me, but <laughs> I think they did that. Person. Yeah, I know. Some like it. the uh, Moonrise Kingdom groups all lived together there in tents and stuff. Oh, I really? think also yeah. the hotel one names escape me. The new one, Budapest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh really? Well, I, I think it was on um, Colbert. Was a uh, Jeff Goldblum was just like, yeah, you get invited to this like several weeks long hotel party, Magic nice. Land. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. Gosh. And you know, Darjeeling was like that. Like, just come to India. Yeah. Right. Oh, Hop on a train. So fun. I bet there's maybe, so maybe, many stories from that. Maybe we need to set a, like make some like dogma style rules for ourselves, where it's like, okay cast and crew must live together <laughs> traveling from location Some to like location. Lars von Trier spinoff yeah like if a fight doesn't happen you're not doing it right <laughs> you, you can't keep any of the takes before the first fight <laughs> <laughs> that's all you got you're there for like two weeks before like you can actually like and the fight anything. the first fight can't be caused by the fact that you're not allowed to keep the takes before the first fight <laughs> <laughs> must must be a legitimate <laughs> argument and fight so complicated. Yeah. do pun- do punches need to be thrown i don't know <laughs> they could be but then you're going to ruin every other you know you can't use the earlier stuff or uh. vice versa but you already can't not use how our, your stuff. This is not, not how our sets run, by the way. <laughs> I don't think there was any fighting on Detective at all. We, we, we did all right. But I think that's a good idea. You could kind of almost create like a film company that's like, we only do location movies where the cast and crew live together for a month, and you get what you get. And you just do that every like six months. You go do another one. To go do another one and travel oh, the man. world like that. It'll just, be the it would best job. They'll ever. all end up like Terrence Malick films. <laughs> Just I don't know. I, float that's, around. That, that's with setting the, the bar pretty high. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, also that, dangerously, like, wanderingly, <laughs> I don't know, boring. documentary. Like, I don't know if this will be profitable. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I still want to start my uh, film school. I will take one student and I will do with them what I did for Detective for $100,000. So I can keep half of it and the other half. We but the, the, the live together it. set is sort of like the kind of dumb extra story you need about your film to get attention. Or it feels like films try to have that. Like, oh yeah, this really weird production thing they did. It's so weird. Put yeah. us in your festival, please. These, this time he pranked us over, oh, blah, 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 and my pillows were this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't even put it past most Hollywood movies to make up all that. Like, we need fake stories from the set to talk about. Yeah, the, the set blogger. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, that's got that needs to be a new a new uh, role on set set blogger who's oh, <laughs> just there constantly updating Instagram and you know like all that crap. Yeah, social. And it would media be a bunch of bunch of ex reality TV people because they're already used to just making up stories out of footage <laughs> Justin and Kyle got into a fist fight today 
Don't no, know didn't. how tomorrow we, will go. We were pretending to do the fist fight in the film. No, what? Nope. Yeah, <laughs> but I got the shot and you looked angry and I decided it was... <laughs> you were angry at him. Uh, uh, people listening to this are going to think that we're just like the most ridiculous, like, bass-ackwards filmmakers on the planet. I am and I'm proud but of But at least they'd be listening <laughs> to us. At least they're listening. At to least us. they're listening. They didn't go make a movie. Uh, I listened to your last podcast, so you have at least one listener. All awesome. Right. <laughs> so everyone we have on as guests listens. So we just need to have everyone as a guest. Keep yeah. Every week we'll have one more person and one more listener. <laughs> That's how it'll work. But they'll only listen to that episode. That's the problem. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh. Now I'm sad. Sorry. Well. Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Um, uh, check out show notes at. Are we really ending it right now? I didn't. Sure, <laughs> no, the script um, mode. Please go ahead. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, show notes at pseudobookpodcast.com slash 003. Leave comments, see links to all of Kyle's cool stuff. Anything else we mentioned, we'll try to link to it. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't get. Uh, hang on a second. Photos bucket. <laughs> There you oh, go. and Odin, Odenkirk's bucket. What? <laughs> Odenkirk's bucket. What is Odenkirk's bucket? <laughs> I don't know. There's something that mentioned. happened stream of thought on Leslie's episode. <laughs> <laughs> go check it out. I think because Better Call Saul came up. That's why. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I feel like I feel like Leslie's episode and definitely like the other guy's episode is going to be much more funny than this one because they're all funny guys and. No, we do, not we, do, we just talk about how depressing filmmaking is. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's a very rewarding, hard work, ladies and gentlemen. It's very heartfelt. Yes, that's true. Yes, takes your soul. Whoa, that's, that's true. Whoa, calm down there. <laughs> You're gonna be a weird dad, Justin. <laughs> so I can be in your journal. Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? Something <laughs> I should know? No, no. There's no announcement. Uh, I want my undergrad to put my picture in a hallway somewhere saying I went to AFI. <laughs> I, hey, they won't no even give us an article in their <laughs> school newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good strategy to call out a media department about something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For the listener, the backstory, students. <laughs> the backstory is we got a bunch of interview questions from our alma mater, and we're still sort of waiting to see if they want to use that. <laughs> Yeah, it's been about almost two months, a month and a half. I don't know. Oh, we man. thought we thought we'd get a nice article to go along with our screening, and we didn't. So oh, sad. Still waiting. Next time. Dot dot. Next dot. time, I think, gadget. I think to take it back, that's the uh, RPG dot dot dot. Or an speech arg. bubble. Speech, speech bubble. Yeah. Oh. Dot dot dot. Cloud. That's exactly what I was thinking. The dude never says anything. <laughs> Half of the Final Fantasy guys never say anything. <laughs> My God, so Final Fantasy that. 14 doesn't say anything. <clears throat> By the way, Kyle, you have a PS3. Final Fantasy 14 is on that. You should get it and play uh, with us. Oh, God. My life would just, like, I can't do it. No, I here's can't. what we're, we talked about is because we're, we're trying to work on some new story ideas. You just hop into Final Fantasy because it's an MMO, so it's grindy and boring half the time. It's just addicting at the same time. So we'll just Skype while we play Final Fantasy and talk scripts. Uh, yeah. But don't you have to like pay like a monthly fee to play it, too? Yeah, it's like uh, 13 eventually. a month. But the first month's free, so you can get it all out of your system before. Interesting. Yeah, then you can decide. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I feel like if I commit to that, I, like I'm going to... All of my socialness <laughs> is going to disappear more so than it's already gone. <laughs> But you find it in a Final Fantasy. It's kind of a nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you find I've, it I've, online with a bunch of fake. I mean, we, we've all got cats in it, so there's that. <laughs> what? We have pet cats. They're cats and. I I d- I haven't hung out with Mike this much remotely in years, and uh, it's nice. <laughs> I, I I go through every day with, you know, I went through today and I only played two and a half hours. <laughs> so far. Says and adult Justin Edwards. <laughs> hey, our whole generation grew up on games. It's no longer just a kid thing. Oh, Final Fantasy is like my main thing. <laughs> I grew, I, oh, man. Ugh. Except for 13. 
Uh, oh, screw 13. We don't need Terrible. to talk about that. No. On that. <laughs> and so, pseudobookpodcast.com slash 003. We had a coda there. Uh, Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, guys. I love you. Oh, wait. It's over. But then she left me and broke my heart.